grab some popcorn. That sounds like a good time with a big old bucket of popcorn. And let's set sail. Boat romances, they're dangerous. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, June 28th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. F9 fast and furiously took over the box office with an estimated $70 million debut this weekend, heralding the biggest opener of the pandemic era. The Vin Diesel-led film is also the highest grossing opening weekend since 2019's Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. A Quiet Place Part 2 held steady in second place with an estimated $6.2 million, followed by The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard with $4.875 million, Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway right behind it with $4.85 million, and Disney's Cruella rounds out the top five with $4 million. Unless that rumor about the three Spider-Men turns out to be true, Tobey Maguire will make his grand return to the big screen in Damien Chazelle's Babylon. The Great Gatsby star has been cast in the La La Land director's latest project, an ode to 1920s Hollywood set to star Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. Olivia Wilde, Phoebe Tonkin, and her director Spike Jones have also joined the cast of Babylon, which Paramount is set to release next year. The Crown is adding a new character and a new face to its ranks. Netflix has announced that elementary and train spotting star Johnny Lee Miller will play former UK Prime Minister John Major on the show's upcoming fifth season. Major's tenure as Prime Minister and leader of the Conservative Party spanned from 1990 to 1997, coinciding with the final years of Princess Diana's life. And it's not good news for good girls. NBC has canceled the series starring Christina Hendricks, Mae Whitman, and Retta after four seasons. While there was a potential deal to bring the show back for a fifth and final season on Netflix, negotiations fell through and the series will officially end with season four. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Now, time to tackle today's picks, starting with number three, All-American. As we move toward the end of the season, we also move toward the end of Spencer's high school football career, which means he's starting to imagine what his future might look like. Meanwhile, Jordan grows concerned about his own football future, and Asher gets upset when he discovers that Montez has been keeping something from him. Elsewhere this week, the group holds a Friendsgiving at Layla's place, but not everyone seems to receive a friendly welcome, as Spencer and Coop are still on the outs. Here's a preview. I'm having a Friendsgiving tourney. That sounds like a good time with a big old bucket of popcorn. Coop and I ain't talking, so fix that. You don't want to move away and leave unresolved issues and bad blood. There's still one obstacle that you're running from. Ain't nobody running from Spencer. But we will be running to catch this episode. It airs tonight at 8 on The CW. Trivia. It's trivia time. The upcoming All-American spinoff, All-American Homecoming, will be leaving the gridiron behind, centering around what sport instead of football, golf, volleyball, or tennis? Stick around for the answer. Now, we dare you to guess our number two pick. 
Just kidding, we'll tell you. It's The Bachelorette. This week, a group date of Truth or Dare seems to be all fun and games, although the guy who gets his chest waxed might disagree, until the night takes a serious turn as the men contemplate telling Katie about Thomas's secret. When the truth is revealed, our strong-willed Bachelorette takes a stand like we have never seen before to ensure the house is filled with good vibes only. It's a roller coaster of a week, to say the least. Here's a preview. Thomas wants to be the bachelor. He's willing to do anything to get to the top. I'm concerned. The dude is a terrible person. They don't understand the way I feel when I look at you. He may be manipulating Katie. He knows exactly what he's doing. He came here for a platform. There's things being said about me. I don't care. By the time she figures it out, it's going to be too late. She needs to know about this. He doesn't deserve to be here. Katie's not able to see the Thomas that we see. He's still here. Hey, don't yell at me. Shut up, bro. There's no way back from this. I feel so defeated. This is Katie's journey. <laughs> and that journey is about to change. Someone from my past reached out to me, and he's here. This can't be real. That someone from Tasha's past is Blake Moynes, and he seems interested in pursuing Katie as well. Will he join the house? Will he be there for the right reasons? Tune in to ABC at 8 p.m. to find out. We're taking one small step away from our top three picks and one giant leap into one of our favorite segments here on the podcast to get a staff recommendation. And today's comes from one of our executive editors, Patrick Gomez, who so wonderfully filled in here for me a few weeks ago. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So the important question that we are here often asking celebrities, but I'm posing the question to you today. What you watching? I'm watching um, Apple TV Plus's For All Mankind. I was I was sleeping on this series that's been out for well over a year. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, there's been two seasons already, uh, and we decided to start it recently and just like fell in love with it. For All Mankind had been on my radar because it's um, basically the the long and short of it is it's an alternate reality series that takes place during the space race, but it envisions a world in which the Russians beat the Americans to the moon by like one month, right? Yeah, and so what that does to the NASA program and to the United States, and there's both some really good stuff and some really bad stuff that comes from that. Uh, but it envisioned this this world where we kind of go because we, you know, the NASA program continued obviously mm-hmm. well past uh, when we landed on the moon. But everything kind of petered out. Like that was kind of the like yeah. big thing. But because the Russians beat us, all of a sudden it's like, okay, we want a manned station on the moon where we can have people all the time. We want to continue exploring and. Also, the Russians not only beat uh, beat us to the moon, but they also put a woman in space before us. And so they're like, well, we got to get a woman in there. We've got to get people of color out there. And so it actually ends up being mm-hmm. this fantastic thing for uh, women and uh, other minority groups because it kind of forces us to say, well, we were first in this, 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 and this, and that kind of stuff. So it's fascinating to watch that while still watching the politics of women being in mm-hmm. positions of power all of a sudden very quickly, similar to uh, kind of what we watched in Miss America. And yeah. it, it's, it's I love a good alternate reality show. I love a good history show uh, and yeah. I, I love like space and like, you know, there's, there's a lot of like Apollo 11 tension here where you're just yeah. like, Oh my God, like, are they, and it's true, you know, it's like watching The Walking Dead because you're like, well, any of these characters could die at any minute because it's space. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> right. So dangerous. Yeah. I've long had a fascination with space because I was born on the anniversary of the moon landing. So mm. I also don't know how I have slept on this one, but I'm going to get to it. Um, but let's talk about Joel Kinnaman because his character really is uh, at the center of this as uh, this American astronaut, Edward Baldwin. Uh, a lot of people know Joel from The Killing or from the RoboCop reboot, that movie, or uh, Suicide Squad or Altered Carbon. So uh, how is he here uh, leading this series. I have to admit that I've not always been the world's largest Joel Kinnaman fan, and so mm-hmm. I think that that was another reason that this wasn't higher on my list. I, I don't think he's bad in any way. It, he just doesn't personally like excite me as an actor, uh, but mm-hmm. he does fantastic work here, um, as well as Chantel Van Santen, who plays uh, his wife, Karen. There is uh, an actress named Sarah Jones, who plays another um, woman on the series, who goes from being, uh, this is a slight spoiler alert, so fast forward 10 seconds if you, <laughs> if you don't want some spoiling. Everything else I said is pretty much in the pilot. But she starts off as a wife of one of the um, astronauts, but she had trained as a pilot in her youth and ends up becoming one of the first female astronauts. And so it's really interesting to watch her journey, to see how the other wives interact with her after she kind of flips over to the other side and the jealousies that come there and that kind of stuff. It also stars um, Sonia Walger. She was Penny on Lost. Yep. Um, she plays this like really badass uh, astronaut that's that's really exciting to get to see her work. Um, Chris Bauer, um, who was uh, from True Blood, is in it. Um, He's fantastic. The whole cast, I mean, really, Joel is uh, is like the star and, and probably the m- most dominant character in this huge mm-hmm. piece, uh, but because in this huge cast, but it really is an ensemble show, and, and all of these people do fantastic, fantastic work, um, and I, I could not recommend it more. And it's already been renewed for uh, a third season, so there's uh, some good news there. People can start uh, catching up now before that one comes out next year. And as kind of like added bonus, uh, it has some pretty great people behind Behind the scenes, too, uh, Ronald D. Moore, who a lot of people know from the Battlestar Galactica reimagining, or of course, who uh, runs things over at Outlander, he created this. So this is a guy who really knows sci-fi. Oh, yeah. And, and that's what's what's great is that like it always tears because it's alternate reality and they're pushing the boundaries of what we could do in space at that time compared to what we actually did. It's like you always do. You're like, okay, like it is sci-fi because it's pushing us past, you know, like pushing us to have a station on the moon and this other stuff. And you're like, is there going to be aliens? Like are aliens coming around the corner? (laughs) Um, You know, I'm not going to say if they are or not, because I don't want to spoil anything for people. But what I love, no, uh, I, this, what I love is that as much as this is sci-fi, it is, it is so grounded in reality and the performances are so truthful. And I think that that's at the heart of any great sci-fi is something that makes it feel really real. Yeah, well, uh, space and UFOs and all of that are very much in the news right now. So now feels like the perfect time to uh, to dive into something like this. Uh, if you are interested, you can catch the first two seasons of For All Mankind, both streaming on Apple TV+. Thanks, Patrick. Anytime. All right, stay tuned. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, 
their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuitsandjam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, comedy legend Mel Brooks was born 95 years ago today on June 28, 1926. Brooks began his career as a writer on the variety series Your Show of Shows in the 1950s and rose to stardom with his 2,000-year-old man comedy routines alongside Carl Reiner. He went on to direct such comedy classics as Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, and The Producers, which he later adapted into a hit Broadway musical. Brooks is one of the few people to receive an EGOT, that's an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, and remains a beloved icon of the show business community. And now, time to cast off with our number one pick, Below Deck Mediterranean. Captain Sandy Yon returns for another season of hijinks and hookups on the high seas with a few charters in between. The crew on board includes new chief stewardess Katie Flood, a highly accomplished yachty with a surprising connection to deckhand Jack Stirrup from season four. Here's a clip from the premiere. Yay, dinner. Oh, wow. So hungry. So is everyone single? Single as a Pringle, baby. Was that a yes mm-hmm. from everyone? Or? Yes. Yes. <laughs> My ex-boyfriend Jack worked for Captain Sandy before. Really? Mm. I love Jack. Like, he actually got my face tattooed on his arm. It had been like 10 days of us knowing each other. I got it in Thailand when I was wasted. I was just like, what the actual <laughs> <laughs> We were just so young, just too passionate, never going to work, but like, at least we were together for about a year and a half, you know, it kind of makes it worth it, right? Uh, sure. The new crew will sail the clear waters of Croatia's Dalmatian coast, but things will get choppy almost right away as a serious crisis threatens to derail the season before it can even begin. Later, amidst roommate issues and health scares, the staff encounters one demanding charter group after another and an over-the-top argument in the hot tub leaves the group at a crossroads. Sounds like fans are in for a fun voyage. The crew may be less so. Below Deck Mediterranean returns tonight at 9 on Bravo. And now, the answer to today's trivia question, the upcoming All-American spinoff, All-American Homecoming, centers around what sport instead of football? golf, volleyball, or tennis? And, of course, the answer is tennis. Homecoming will follow Simone as she pursues tennis at a prestigious historically black college in Chicago. The spinoff's backdoor pilot will premiere next Monday, July 5th. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina. 
edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall and Carly used